Good morning, people of God. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall, can be, shall continually be in my mouth. This is an awesome day. This is the day that the Lord has made and let us continue to rejoice and be glad in it. I pray that whoever is receiving this message, when you receive it, that you're well and um, your heart is guarded by the peace of God that passes all understanding. Today is the September 17th, 2020. The time is 9.44 a.m. And so, yes, we are continuing our lessons, our study from the book of Matthew, which we spoke and said that Matthew means gift of God or gift of Jehovah or gift of the Lord. And he sent his gift to us. And when you get a gift, you open it. When you open it, sometimes it's a very small gift. Sometimes it's a huge gift. And inside that gift, there are so many different um, gifts in there. And so he sent his gift. And we are going to partake of the gift. And so yesterday we would have studied Matthew chapter 1, uh, verse 1 to 17. And so today we are going into Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 24. And yes, God has given me prophetic songs as well as the word is prophetic. It's God. It's God's word. He's teaching us. And so I'm just going to let the Lord have his way. Father, we just thank you for this day. And Lord, I ask you to let me decrease and let your Holy Spirit increase in me. Teach me as I teach others in the name of Jesus. And Father God, you be glorified in Jesus' name, I pray. And so our prophetic songs, because Mary made room for the gift. Have you made room for the gift as yet? And this is so real to me because when I had an encounter in 1994 in my room with the Holy Spirit in my dream, I woke up singing, have you any room for Jesus? Because suddenly I had room to go to church I had room to do my work at home. I had room to be that executive secretary and did it well. But I really didn't have any room for Jesus. He was an afterthought. Yes, I was going to church, but you could be going to church. Your body is there, but your mind is somewhere else. So it wasn't real until I had that encounter that night with the Holy Ghost. I woke up singing, have you any room for Jesus? That's when my life turned around. And so here is our songs this morning. Have you any room for Jesus? He who bore your load of shame as he knocks and ask admission, 
Sinner, will you let him in? Rome for Jesus, King of glory. Hasten now, his word obey. Swing the heart's door widely open. Bid him enter while you may. Roam for pleasures, roam for business, but for Christ the crucified, not a place than he can enter in the heart for which he died. Rome for Jesus, King of glory, hasten now his word obey. Swing the heart's door widely open, bid him enter while you may. Have you any room for Jesus? As in grace he calls again. Oh, today is time accepted. Later you may call in vain. Rome for Jesus, King of glory. Oh, hasten now, his word obey. Swing the heart's door widely open. Bid him enter while you may. Roman time now give to Jesus. Soon will pass God's day of grace. Soon your heart left widely silent and your Savior's pleading cease. Roman time now give to Jesus. Soon will pass God's day of grace. Soon your heart left cold and silent and your Savior's pleading cease. Rome for Jesus, King of glory, hasten now, his word obey. Swing the heart's door widely open, bid him enter, while you may. And so Mary opened her heart to the Lord. And so many of us, are, our hearts are shut. But he is knocking and saying, I want to come in. It was a song into my heart into my heart come into my heart 
Lord Jesus, come in today, come in to stay, come in to my heart, Lord Jesus. But he cannot come in, he's knocking, but he expects you to open the door for him to come in. In this very room, there's quiet enough for you and me. And in this very room, there's quite enough joy for one like me. And there's quite enough hope and quite enough power to chase away any gloom. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus is in this very room. In this very room, there's quite enough love for all of us. And in this very room, there's quite enough joy for all of us. And there's quite enough hope and quite enough power to share wherever we go. For Jesus, Lord Jesus, is in this very room, in this very room, there's quite enough love for all the world. And in this very room, there's quite enough joy for all the world. And there's quite enough hope and quite enough power to reach to all the earth for Jesus. Lord Jesus is in this very room. And I woke up this morning singing a song that the Holy Spirit gave me. Beautiful song and I had to find it. So here it is. Thou didst leave thy throne and thy kingly crown when thy came is to earth for me but in bethlehem's home was there found no room for thy nativity oh come to my heart lord jesus there is room in my heart for thee. Heaven's arches rang when the angels sang, proclaiming thy royal degree. But in lowly birth didst thou come to earth, and in great Humility, oh, 
to my heart, Lord Jesus. There is room in my heart for thee. The foxes found rest, and the bird had its nest in the shade of the cedar tree. But thou couch was the sword, O thou son of God, in the desert of Galilee. O come to my heart, Lord Jesus, there is room in my heart for thee. Thou camest, O Lord, with a living word that should set thy people free. But with mocking scorn and mid crown of thorn, they bore thee to Calvary. O oh, come to my heart, Lord Jesus, there is room in my heart for thee. When the heavens shall ring and the angels sing at thy coming to victory, let thy voice call me home, saying, Yet there is room, there is room at my side for thee. Oh, come to my heart, Lord Jesus. There is room in my heart for thee. Have you any room for Jesus? Mary found a room for Jesus. She opened her heart. She received his word and she yielded to what the Spirit said. And so in Matthew chapter 1, we're reading from verse 18 to 25. And let me find it right now. Verse 18 to 25, it's the birth of Jesus. She found room, she opened her heart, she accepted what the angel spoke to her. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, 
and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth a firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. The word of the Lord is blessed all the time. Now here is Joseph. Joseph must have been a very special man. We don't talk much about Joseph, but he must have been a very special man. So we're going to talk about him this morning. The strength of what we believe is measured by how much we are willing to suffer for those beliefs. Here is Joseph. Joseph was a man with strong beliefs. He was prepared to do what was right, despite the pain he knew it would cause. But Joseph had another trait. He not only tried to do what was right, he also tried to do it in the right way. I'll repeat that, but Joseph had another trait. He not only tried to do what was right, he also tried to do it in the right way. When Mary told Joseph about her pregnancy, Joseph knew the child was not his because he was a respectable man and he would never do such thing. His respect for Mary's character and the explanation she gave him as well as her attitude toward the expected child, must have made it hard to think his bride had done something wrong. Still, someone else was the child's father, and it was mind-boggling to accept that the someone else was God. Think in terms of today. That person who would have said that, it would have been you get to be joking, not so, but it's a mystery. Joseph decided he had to break the engagement, but he was determined to do it in a way that would not cause public shame to marry. I've known of women who, who was engaged to be married and they reached to the church. They reached to the church because as far as they're concerned, the groom is at the church. But they had reached the church and there's no groom. An hour go by and there's no groom. Because the groom decided she's pregnant. Yes, he knew she's pregnant. But someone whispered in his ears and said, that child is not your child. Even though he knew he had a relationship with the woman. And he left her right there. Well, the child was born looking just like him. But thank God for Joseph. He didn't make Mary shame. Joseph decided he had to break the engagement, 
but he was determined to do it in a way that would not cause public shame to Mary. He intended to act with justice and love. Justice and love. At this point, God sent a messenger to Joseph to confirm Mary's story and open another way of obedience for Joseph. Thank God, God put him in a deep sleep to speak to him. To take Mary as his wife. Joseph obeyed God, married Mary, and honored her virginity until the baby was born. We do not know how long Joseph lived his role as Jesus' earthly father, because even at, at, at the crucifixion, we didn't hear anything else about Joseph. He is last mentioned when Jesus was 12 years old. But Joseph trained his son in the trade of carpentry. He made sure he had good spiritual training in Nazareth and took the whole family on the yearly trip to Jerusalem for the Passover which Jesus continued to observe during his adult years. Joseph knew Jesus was someone special from the moment he heard the angel's words. His strong belief in that fact and his willingness to follow God's leading empowered him to be Jesus's chosen earthly father. Joseph was a man of integrity. He was a descendant of King David, Jesus's legal and earthly father, that's who he was. A person sensitive to God's guidance and willing to do God's will, no matter what the consequence. God honors integrity. Social position is of little importance when God chooses to use us. Being obedient to the guidance we have from God leads to more guidance from Him. Feelings are not accurate measures of the rightness of wrongness. Feelings are not accurate measures of rightness or wrongness of an action. Joseph, what a wonderful man. As we said, because, because her husband was a righteous man. He didn't want to expose her to public disgrace. Yeah, he had a mind to divorce her quietly. But after that, he had to consider this after the angel appeared to him in dream. So he got a mandate. Joseph, son of David, you don't have to be afraid to marry Mary. Take her home to your, to your house and marry her. She's your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And that was the end of it. Period. Amen. So let it be. Thank God for Joseph, who we don't talk much about. But he had to be a special man. He had to be sensitive to the voice of God. There was three steps in a Jewish marriage. First, the two families had to agree to the union. 
I see that happen with my Greek neighbors. They choose who their daughter is going to marry and both have to agree. Second, a public announcement was made. At this point, the couple was pledged. This was similar to engagement today, except that their relationship could be broken only through death or divorce. Even though sexual relations were not yet permitted. Third, the couple was married and began living together after they got married. Not shocking up. Third, the couple was married and began living together because Mary and Joseph were engaged. Mary's apparent unfaithfulness carried a severe social stigma. I say apparent because what they say she would have done, it was not so. According to Jewish civil law, Joseph had a right to divorce her and the Jewish authorities could have had her stoned to death. Yes, in Deuteronomy chapter 22, thank God we're not living in those times. But in some parts of the world, I believe it's still, it's still carrying on. Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 23 and 24. If a damsel that is a virgin betrothed, be betrothed unto a husband, and the man find her in the city and lie with her, then ye shall bring them both out unto the gate of that city, and ye shall stone them with stones that they die. That's terrible. The damsel, because she cried not, being in the city, and the man, because he had humbled his neighbor's wife, so thou shalt put away evil from among you. Isn't that cruel? But that's what they did then. Maybe it's happening in some parts of the world. Why, why then is the virgin bird important to the Christian faith? Jesus Christ, God's son, had to be free from the sinful nature passed on to all other human beings by Adam. Because Jesus was born of a woman, he was a human being. But as the son of God, Jesus is born without any trace of human sin. Jesus is both fully human and fully divine. Because Jesus lived as a man, we know that he fully understands our experiences and struggles. Jesus knows all about my struggles. He knows. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 and 16. Hebrews 4, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 and 16 declares, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was 
in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Because he is God, he has a power and authority to deliver us from sin. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13 and 15. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13 to 15 declares, And you being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. And verse 16 says, Let no man therefore judge you in meat, or in drink, or in respect of a holy day, or of the new moon, or of the Sabbath days. Don't let no man judge you. We can tell Jesus all our thoughts, all our feelings, and all our needs. He has been where we are now, and he has the ability to help. In verse 18, as we read how, how his birth came about, Joseph was faced with a difficult choice after discovering that Mary was pregnant. Could you imagine? Although he knew that taking Mary as his wife could be humiliating. So Joseph chose to obey the angel's command to marry, to marry, to marry her. His action revealed four admirable qualities. Righteousness, discretion and sensitivity, responsiveness to God, he responded to God, and self-discipline. Perhaps Joseph thought he had only two options. One, divorce Mary quietly or have her stoned. But God had a third option, marry her. In view of the circumstances, this had not occurred to Joseph. But God often shows us that there are more options available than we think. Although Joseph seemed to be doing the right thing by breaking the engagement, only God's guidance helped him make the best decision. When our decisions affect the lives of others, we must always seek God's wisdom. Pray, wait, get the wisdom from God. The conception and birth of Jesus Christ are supernatural events beyond human logic or reasoning and those who are still trying to figure it out by reason and figure this never happened they cannot accept Jesus it has to be the Holy Ghost breaking their thought opening up their eyes and ears to let them know yes it did happen because of this 
God sent angels to help certain people understand the significance of what was happening. So in Luke chapter 2, verse 13, God sent certain people. Verse 13, it says, When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. God will always warn you so that you wouldn't be there. I don't know what's going on. He will always warn you. Angels are spiritual beings. Luke chapter 1, verse 11. Luke chapter 1, verse 11. You remember... I will find it. Luke chapter 1 verse 11 says, Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. That's when the angel came to Zechariah. God will send the angels to inform you. Angels are spiritual beings created by God who help carry out his work on earth. They bring God's messages to people. They protect God's people. You remember Daniel? Daniel chapter 6 verse 22. Daniel 6 and 22 says, Daniel answered, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel, and he shut the mouths of the lions. For they have not hurt me, because I was found innocent in his sight. Nor have I ever done any wrong before you, O king. God will send the angels. Isn't he a good God? He would send the angel to offer encouragement. He will send the angels to give us guidance. He will send the angels to carry out punishment. He will send the angel to, to patrol the earth. He will send the angels to fight the forces of evil. They are both good and bad angels. But because bad angels are allied with the devil or Satan, they have considerably less power and authority than good angels. Eventually the man, eventually the main role of angels will be to offer continuous praise to God. Revelation chapter 7. The angels are working. Revelation chapter 7. Verse 11 and 12 declares, All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength 
be to our God forever and ever. Amen. So the angels praises the Lord. So should we. In verse 20, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And so that's what the angel said, a messenger. The angel declared to Joseph that Mary's child was conceived by the Holy Spirit and would be a son. This reveals an important truth about Jesus. He is both God and human. The infinite, unlimited God took on the limitations of humanity so he could live and die for the salvation of all who would believe in him. His name means the Lord saves. Jesus' name means the Lord saves. Jesus came to earth to save us because we can't save ourselves, even though some people think that. We can't save ourselves from sin and its consequences. No matter how good we are, we can't eliminate the sinful nature present in all of us. Only Jesus can do that. Jesus didn't come to help people save themselves. He came to be their savior from the power and penalty of sin. Thank Christ for his death on the cross, for my sin and your sin. And then let us ask him to take control of our life. Our new life begins at that moment. Verse 23 says, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel or they will call him Jesus. Jesus was to be called Emmanuel, God with us. As predicted by Isaiah the prophet in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Well, you know, when I saw that word, just now, I, have to, I have to put this plug in. About three years ago, I think it was about three years ago, I ministered to someone. And that person that I ministered to, um, I didn't know anything about her. But the Holy Spirit said to me that she wants another child. So I prayed that that baby would come forth. After I told her, then she told me she has a son. I think at the time she said he's 11. Nevertheless, I think about a week or so, I called her and I told her where I live and asked her to come here. I wanted to give her something as led by the Holy Spirit. When she showed up to my gate, she came with this little boy and the Holy Spirit said, when I looked at him, I said, Emmanuel, which means God with us. 
she looked at me with her red eyes and she said, but that's his name. I was like, oh my gosh, only, 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 only God knows everything, okay? And so, I think about a year later, she was conceived and now she have a baby. So the angel of the Lord will come and give you messages and you watch it happen. But also, God has assigned prophets on earth. Now there's some assigned by the devil. Some was called by God and went astray off in the devil territory. His true prophets. So at the same time, we had to pray for those who strayed off, that they will get back on the right track. But he will give his prophets a word for you and you watch it come to pass. Because I went on mission and when I came back, discovered that she was expecting a baby and now she has a baby. So the angel of the Lord comes and tells them what the child should be called. Jesus was called. Jesus was to be called Emmanuel, God with us. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. As predicted by Isaiah the prophet, Jesus was God in the flesh. Thus God was literally among us, with us. That's amazing, eh? Jesus was God in the flesh. Thus God was literally among us, with us. Through the Holy Spirit, Christ is present today in the life of every believer. Perhaps not even Isaiah understood how far-reaching the meaning of Emmanuel would be. Verse 24, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. Joseph changed his plans quickly after learning that Mary had not been unfaithful to him. Verse 19, Matthew 1 and 19, he quickly changed his plans. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. He was going to divorce her. But after getting that instructions, he obeyed God and proceeded with the marriage plans. Although others may have disapproved of his decision, I just could imagine the people, you are so foolish. Now you know she's been with another man. And you're talking about you had a dream? Boy, go and sit down. You better go back in that dream again. But when God tells you something and you know that, you know that, and when he puts you in a deep sleep, you know that you know that you know that you knew that you knew. You have peace that passes all understanding that it was God. So you shut out 
all opinions what the people are going to say. Although others may have disapproved of his decision, Joseph went ahead with what he knew was right. Sometimes we avoid doing what is right because of what others might think. Like Joseph, we must choose to obey God rather than seek the approval of others. Can I say that again? We ought to be like Joseph. We must choose to obey God rather than seek the approval of others. That's when your mind is sold out to God and no one can shake you. No. So Mary, she opened her heart. She found room for Jesus. So someone was knocking at her door. Someone was ringing the bell. So I pray that you open your heart and let him in. Let him in, let that package in. There's so much he has for all of us. Oh, come to my heart, Lord Jesus. There is room in my heart for thee. So I pray this day as we learned more about what happened, what Matthew is talking about, about our Savior and how obedience, how Joseph was obedient to marry Mary. Otherwise, the story would have been different. She found room. Let us make room for him in our hearts. I pray that his grace and his mercy will cover you today. As we look forward to a next day, God's willing to continue on this journey, presenting the King and the birth and preparation of this king. I pray that the peace of God that passes all understanding will continue to guard your heart and mind as we continue to make room for Jesus. Room for Jesus, King of glory. Hasten now. His word obey, swing the heart's door widely open, bid him enter while you may. God bless you. I love you. Have a wonderful day.